0: Metu Netur, Volume 2, Anuk Aosar, The Kemetic Initiation System. Chapter 6, The Three Types of Men. We saw in the preceding chapter that the tree of life is not just a list of faculties and their relationship. It is a tool for thinking about life, for understanding ourselves, for guiding the process of developing ourselves, Using the Tree of Life as a guide, we are able to see that the differences in moral, spiritual, and mental capabilities have... Mental capabilities between people can be classified into three types of people. Following the divisions of the spirit, the three types of people have been designated as the Ba or Ausar man. The Ab man... And the Shahu Man Each of these types Carry out the same functions In life through different spheres According to their level of evolution The following illustration Will make this clear And there's a table With three columns And five rows First line Energy Dynamics First column, Ba or Ausar man sphere. Second column, Ab spear. Third column, Shahu man sphere. Second row is identity. Third row, knows through. Fourth row, accomplishes through. Fifth row, initiates action through. Ausar and the fully developed or perfect man, we must understand that the true meaning of perfection is to be complete. only when you have a means of identifying all the parts making up man, such as the tree of life, can you accurately speak of perfection in the Ausar man, all spheres are fully awakened and developed. The chief faculties of the Ausar man. Amen, Ausar, Tehuti, and Seker. The influence from the Amen faculty, as a result of being able to repeatedly bring his or her consciousness to the subjective realm, the Ausar man is able to realize two of the most important facts of life. The first is that the continuity of consciousness that you experience as yourself is immaterial. It sees but cannot be seen itself. It hears but cannot be heard itself, and so on. The essential aspect of the self has been symbolized as Amen and Atem in the Kemetic tradition and its corresponding state as Sekhet, Heptu. Asamparanatha. Sarvikalpata Nirvana in the Hindu and Ain Sof in the Canaanite Kabbalah The other is the energy basis of the body Mind and the spirit is essentially unconditioned and inactive This is the realization of the new state of the, of our energy matter There is not a single emotional or sensual manifestation that is intrinsic to our being. Hence, the Aosar man is free of all emotional correction and temptation. There are no patterns or likes or dislikes, limitations and inclinations to define his personality. He is free to respond to any situation with the appropriate response. That is why Ausar is depicted as a mummy. He is incorruptible. A great bonus is the transcending of the quest for happiness through accomplishments and acquisitions. The unshakable peace that is experienced at this level totally obliterates the tensions generated by the animal division of the spirit that we seek to resolve under the guise of happiness. Out of our experience of the essential state of being comes a realization of one's infinite ability to achieve. This is so different from the school of positive thinking that encourage such beliefs in people who identify with the limited parts of their being, the person, physical body, emotional complex, etc., the Influence from the aussar Faculty The focus of consciousness you experience as yourself is aussar The most important thing you must know about it is that it is an immaterial reality. Therefore, it cannot be divided, multiplied, or bound. It is therefore one and the same consciousness residing in all living things. The illusion of there being separate foci of consciousness can be explained by the following analogy. Picture a light shining through a yellow and blue window. Now imagine that this light is conscious. It comes out as, yellow, as a yellow light on the other side of one window <clears throat> and blue on the other side of the other window. Noting the differences between each other and knowing nothing of one, of the, of the one light from which they came, they will conclude that they are wholly separate. To realize that they are extracts from the same light, they must refocus themselves on the other side of the windows. Now substitute the different types of physical bodies for the windows. In consciousness for the light, to realize the oneness, we must withdraw the consciousness to the other side of the physical body. As a result of being able to repeatedly bring his or her consciousness to the outside faculty, one is able to experience oneness with all other creatures. This is an experience that not the mere intellectual notion of or belief in our oneness. A sober analysis of history will show that all teachings and exhortations towards the realization of oneness cannot accomplish the goal. Peace on earth can only be achieved by the dedication of all nations to the establishment of a social order based on guiding every citizen in the realization of Aosar. We will see in the chapters on initiation that It is not necessary for everyone to attain to AUSAR to reap this benefit. The mere wholehearted dedication to the objective is enough to bring about significant beliefs in this direction. Strongly dependent on peace upon men is prosperity. It cannot be argued that the greatest hindrance to prosperity is war. Imagine where the world would be today had not the great civilizations been destroyed and so much of the world's resources, human and otherwise, wasted in the facilitation of warfare. We must understand this in spite of Satan's claim that the pursuit of war has done so much for mankind by inspiring more inventions than anything else. The influence from the Tahuti faculty. The god Tahuti is man's wisdom faculty. It is the faculty through which the Ausar man gains knowledge about the world unlike the intellect. This faculty does not provide knowledge by thinking, manipulating verbal and graphic symbols which stand in for the realities of the world, but by direct perception of reality. Thus, unlike the Shahu and the Abman, whose knowledge is constituted by the knowledge of ideas about reality, the outside man knows reality itself. The awakening and functioning of this faculty depends on the perfection of the ability to shut down the thinking process. This is achieved in the higher stages of meditation and initiation. The influence from from the Secker faculty Sekar is the faculty through which the Ausar man accomplishes his or her objectives in life. Unlike the faculties available to the Shahu and the Abman, this faculty acts on every, on the very core of the causes of events in the world. This is the spiritual power. It is manipulated through the concentration by repetition of sounds while in the state of trance. We must appreciate the fact that this faculty with its unlimited power, hence potential for the greatest harm, if missed, is part of a personality unit that is wise, that experiences all things as a part of itself, hence unthreatened by nothing, and is at peace in all possible situations. Incidentally, we must note how the tree of life enables us to think and communicate about men's being in such an accurate and orderly manner. Incidentally, we must always keep in mind that the spiritual power of Sekar has nothing to do with the metaphysical powers derived from the manipulating, roots, sacrificing animals, and such other substances, although there is a place for the legitimate use of such a process. The outside man and the fundamental issues of life. The pursuit of happiness. Happiness is the underlying goal of all pursuits in life, but what is it? To understand it, we must go back to the fundamental premise of the cosmogony. It states that all reality can be classified in one of two fundamental states of being. The subjective realm characterized by the inactivity of energy matter and the objective realm, which is the opposite. Our focus here is the inactivity of energy matter as its original and essential state. Activity then is a conditioned or modified state brought about by manifestation, creation, or living. As a result, energy is always seeking to return to its essential and original state of Absolute, res- absolute respouse. It is legitimate and highly instructive to view all events in and as the world as continuous flux alternating between states of relative repu- repose, repose and tension. This is rhythm which can be seen in all things. The Ausar man has mastered the process of returning his or her spirit into the state of absolute repose. The Saket Heptu, Samadahi, Nirvana, Wuchi, etc., she has transcended the, the delusory belief held by Shahu and Abman. The happiness is some continuum of joy or pleasure or absence of pain that comes from achieving or acquiring certain things in life. It is the result of self-mastery through spiritual cultivation. It must come from inside. Nothing in this world can confer or take it away from you. Acquiring billions of dollars cannot alleviate this mood one iota. And the threat of certain and imminent death of his person or his loved ones cannot lower it. We will see the great benefits it confers in life. Yes, there are great benefits to being happy. While most people seek happiness for its own sake, the outside man does not seek it because she lives perpetually in a state of inner peace. He maintains it always in the knowledge that it is the prerequisite for using the powers represented by the first three spheres of the tree of life. The al man's ability to unify the world cannot manifest itself in a spirit whose equilibrium can be disturbed by the extremes of evil to which some men can go similarly. Similarly, wisdom cannot manifest itself in a spirit whose equilibrium can be disturbed. We will later learn that the engine that propels and generates thoughts is the emotional vehicle. Thus, the ability to shut our thinking down depends on our ability to shut the emotional vehicle down at will. You can imagine the danger of the spiritual power of the Secker faculty in the hands of someone still under the spell of things in this world. The personal goals of the outsider man, the outsider faculty is housed in the Ba division of the spirit, which is the universal or world soul. This is another way of referring to the fact that it is the one self dwelling in all things. The urges emanating from the personal part of being are overridden by the Ausar faculty. Thus, the Ausar or Bazman personal life is subordinated in actuality integrated to the needs of mankind and the world Incidentally, this is the true religious expression of the monotheism. The impersonality of the Ausar man, commonly referred to as detachment, selflessness equips him, her, for the roles of supreme guide and mediator in the world. It is important to understand the problems in life leading to war and all types of strife. It is not due to differences between men, but the absence of men who have transcended to the lower parts of being which influence us to partisan behavior and errors in perception and thinking the chief role of our man is to act as the peaceful resolver of differences i am often confronted by students who assume that an outsider man does not and cannot have fun enjoy life quite the contrary in fact, living begins at this point. There is a saying among Ausar men that joy is the property of the gods, by which is meant unless that unless you have realized your divinity, that which you enjoy will most likely also cause you pain. The wisdom faculty informs the Ausar that no thing possesses the ability to give joy and for that matter, pain. These experiences betray that the individual has not transcended the conditioned state of the lower part of the being and is still functioning under the illusion of the concrete bind with its its erroneous constructs Stressful things, quote, painful things, quote, enjoyable things, and so on. Here ends the reading in the middle of page 121, chapter 6 The Three Types of Men.